Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Try not to go through overtime. Only in my church I'll go overtime. They know me, okay. <laughs> but anyway, that I'd like to just share again, uh, uh, talking about reaching with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, outreach. This is a mission Sunday that uh, uh, God has given this gospel. Not only we enjoy the salvation, we might be able to just to give to others also. Uh, that's a commandment is still there. Go. Never ask us to stop. Sometimes you, the pressure of the ministry, you know the, you know the ministry is a lot of pressuring. When you peop, work with people, people there is there are people there will be problems anyway. But still we have to go with the gospel. Sometimes you know so much tired, uh, stop. But no, but we see another need we cannot stop in because uh, people need Jesus Christ. Amen. Without Jesus, people are lost. And. Uh, Every souls you see every day, either they are going to heaven or they are going to go to the lost eternity. You and I have a responsibility towards that. The Lord has done great things. He came down from heaven and gave his life that you and I, those who know him, might be able to take this glorious gospel and spread to other people. God, in a unique way, he put it, he could have called Ten thousands of angels or millions of angels are there ready to spread the gospel, but they do not know what is real salvation. God saved you. As I'm standing before you, I'm a product of a mission. A doctor from um, Cleveland, Ohio, came to India, the boarding villages, spent many years with his wife. His wife got, was uh, treating TB, tuberculosis. And his wife was attacked with TB. She came back, but she came back again to India. And God blessed me with that sickness while I was serving in army. Was there for 18 months. I read the word of God two times before I got saved. But natural man cannot understand the things of God's word. I misquoted the word, but finally God's mercy. He opened my heart. We had to realize I'm a lost sinner, need a living Savior. And trusted Him as my personal Savior and Lord. That's a history. That God changed everything. And uh, since then, uh, when I got saved, I cannot go to my bed. You know, I, I, I was rejoicing, jumping up and down. A TV contract and people should not move their body and speak much. They put me in bed rest because I was overexcited. Talking to me. Every patient heard gospel out of my mouth within two weeks' time. Something happened because I knew that the whole world is going to go to lost, but I need to tell the gospel. So he put me in bed rest, but God has got great plan. He touched me, took the TB away from me. Last 49 years, I've never been attacked TB again. I do all the normal works, what I do. Praise God what he has done for that. I'm more excited because my name is there. I got saved. And uh, this doctor shed a lot of tears for me. I'd like to read a passage from God's Word, Psalms 126, two verses, saving the time. I just want to read two verses. 
chapter uh, number 126 Psalms, uh, verse 5 and 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. May the Lord add more blessings as we meditate. The, the, the small message, my title is that weeping and reaping. Weeping for the souls that they reap. And uh, it, it can, uh, there's a some price need to be paid as you just uh, involve in soul winning. It's not an easy job. Sometimes people graduate from the seminary think everything come on, they don't. Some price need to pay. I often think about people those who went like missionaries. They just sold the houses that gone to missionary. They said, that's the last thing they're going. And God called them. There's some life need to be in. Are we, this mission conference, I'm glad that you're having faith promises, wonderful things that keep the missionary support, wonderful things. But at the same time, are you, are we willing to weep for souls? Souls need to be saved. People those who are lost, we need to just to pray and just share the gospel with them. Are we willing to do that? Weeping concern are considered in our society today it's like in the shallow emotions. But we need to care for someone else. We need to care for the one who are lost Amen. in sin. With that passion, with that uh, Concern, we have to go and reach with the gospel of the Lord Jesus. It's not an obligation, duty upon us. It's a great burden. The Lord Jesus Christ himself. As somebody said, Jesus Christ came and shed his blood for others. Can you not just shed some tears for others? Praying, the Lord will save them. My father and mother kicked me off of the family when I got saved. One thing I could do, praying and pleading God to save my father and mother. If the doctor from Cleveland, Ohio could pray and weep for my soul for 18 months, sure, I can pray for my father and mother for 18 years. But thank God in his mighty mercy, and he saved my father and mother after 16 years. People need to be saved. God sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to this world that he died on the cross of Calvary by shedding his blood. And he prepared a way in which that those who, he was shed his blood and died on the cross of Calvary, he was buried, he's risen from the uh, dead, he's alive today. If anyone call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. That's the only way, possible way, people can get saved. And he need to reach with the gospel by you and me, those who experience the salvation to others. That's the reason Paul says in Ephesians, day and night, I just uh, uh, weep so that uh, Christ may just uh, 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 grow in your life. His ministry was just not only preaching but weeping. And these people might be able to know the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was uh, studying in Bible college, I read a small biography of a man who was a pastor in Dundee, Scotland, Murray Muxin. 
Uh, it's a very fascinating story. He just served the Lord maybe two, two and a half years. And he died and just, uh, but before he died, and uh, he uh, actually just uh, a great man with a passion for souls. Through him, the church been so much rebuilt, people been saved, bars been closed, a revival broke out in Dundee, and that spread all across the Scotland. See, a minister one time, he was so just trying every best of his ministry, and, uh, but meager results came. So uh, one day he got his book of Murray Muxins at the, uh, this uh, biography. So he said, I'm going to visit that place, Dundee. He went to Dundee. As he was visiting the church, there came an older gentleman, and he was a sexton of the church. So he found that this man is a sexton. He knew of, about, uh, of Murray Muxin because he worked with him. So these ministers talked to him. Can you tell about uh, something of your pastor, Murray Muxin? Yes. He said, why don't you come in? He invited him. He just, beside the pulpit, there was a vestry. So just, uh, 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 Sexton took this young minister inside, said, that's my pastor sit there in that church, uh, in that chair. Will you just go and sit there? So this young minister anticipated, he went and sat there. Uh, and he said, why don't you put your elbow on the table? And uh, so the young minister put the elbow on the table, said, why don't you just hold on your cheek and uh, head? That was my pastor when I come. He sit there, tears began to roll, and he began to pray and plead and weep for Dundee. And people have been saved here. And the bars have been closed. It's not a shallow emotion of a revival, but people being saved, life being changed, family being changed, and they began to just to spread this uh, gospel from here all across Scotland and beyond. There's a man just willing and just uh, praying and weeping, preaching that he might be able to just to see the Lord Jesus Christ save these people. The young minister had the answer. He went back home and uh, God mightily used him. You want to see souls? Surely as the word of God says, Paul says, I have travail in me. Think about even the Lord Jesus Christ when he was in this world. So, uh, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 says, in the time when, uh, just let me read that passage. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 talking about the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ when he was in this world. Uh, the Bible says that uh, as his ministry, talking about his prayer life, uh, the word here says, who in the days of flesh, talking about Christ, where he offered up prayers and supplication with the strong crying and tears. My Savior, as a human, he was living in this world. And in the ministry, even the strong crying and tears, he knew he has to accomplish great things. And that was the ministry. Paul says, I have travail and the tears day and night that Christ might be able to just born and just grow in you. The Lord must be increased in our life, but we need to sow that seed with the tears. As you see the scripture, 
the word of God says at least Jesus wept three times in the scripture New Testament. Wept. One day he was standing before a tomb. His friend died. And uh, he, he remembered that his sisters just sent the word. But after death only Jesus Christ came and he came. He was buried four days. His body been rotting. And he knew that he's going to do a great miracle to raise him up. But he wept before that tomb. My Savior. In a sense, he wept for you and me. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says, Even dead in trespass and sins. In fact, we are all were dead in trespass and sin. Though we have life, but we are dead to the Lord Jesus Christ that time. We were alienated from God. We were without God. We were without hope. There is no way that we have access to the commonwealth of God's people called Israel. We were on the broad way which leadeth to eternal destruction. My Savior wept for you and me that you and I might come to know him, have eternal life. Here the Lord wept before uh, uh, the tomb of Lazarus. His body was rotting. He did that. Think about our Savior second time. You can see as he was just walking on the heights of Jerusalem, he looked down to Jerusalem. Oh, he wept for that nation. Oh, how often he just uh, just uh, tried to bring them back. But they just uh, uh, reject the Savior who did always good to them. The one who brought them from Egypt and planted in the land of that uh, uh, land where he brought the promised land which God gave to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob that they rejected constantly, continually rebelled against him. So the judgment came upon Jesus, wept for them. Nations. Think about the third, the Lord wept even for the whole world. Look at him before he went that uh, cross. The previous night he was on Gethsemane. My Savior kept this inner circle friends, though John, James, Peter told them, tarry a year and pray, watch it, pray. He went further, he even prayed. The word of God, as you just said, he wept for the world, for the whole world of lost and ruined world with sin. As he just was praying and weeping, his tears rolled down, mingled with blood. So much agony, he was praying. And he prayed, Lord, if it is, Father, if it is thy will, let this cup pass away. My Savior was not afraid of crucifixion. He knew the cruel Roman soldiers are going to crucify him. There will be no mercy to be shown to him. You know that, uh, that, that the nails is going to pierce on him. And he knew that people are going to slap on his face, pluck his beard and spit on his face. And they are going to put on a crown of thorn on him. There will be no, verse, no person will have mercy upon him. Rather even that cruel uh, Roman soldiers crucified him. Even his own people just, just shouted him, if you are the son of God, come out. There is no mercy shown to them. He is the merciful Savior, my Savior. He was moved with compassion, Bible says in the gospel. He touched the lepers. He healed the blind. He raised the dead. 
He healed everyone that suggest broke, took the bread and feed them because they know he, Jesus said, if they just go without food, they will be just fainted on the way. My Savior knows you are in my need, and he understood that, but he knew that these people are not going to have mercy upon him on that cross. He was not afraid of crucifixion. My Savior, he's a winner. But he was praying something else. He said, if it is thy will, Father, let this cup pass away. I began to think about that, uh, the cup he was praying. Not that pain on the cross, rather than that. What happened on the cross? This word says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, what happened on the cross? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to this world, in him was no sin, who knew not sin, but he became my sin. Could you imagine? I cannot understand the fathom and depth of God's love for you and me. For you and I need to get saved. God has to come in this world. We called him Jesus. The world manifested in the flesh and he became flesh and he is Jesus. My Savior was infant. And from there to a young child. From there we had to grow. He became a teenager, young man, as he entered into ministry. I was the all through this time, one single mistake if you have done in his life could have disqualified my savior to be your savior and my savior. Every step of salvation, though you and I may preach it is a free, but it costs the life of Christ. Eternity God planned very graciously, but Jesus lived in this, in this world every day, every moment, knew that he is going to be sacrificed on the cross of Calvary for my sin. Thought about you and me, just walked very carefully through his word and deeds, not committing one mistake. Even one mistake could disqualify my Savior to be my, 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 my substitute. He lived so carefully for you, for you and you and me. I cannot understand the fathom of God's love. The God who hates sin became my sin on that cross. He took my sin upon him. And that's what he has craved. Father, if that's possible, if there's any other way, let this cup pass away from me. But he dragged that. Jesus wept. For your soul and my soul. Amen. When he was weeping on that Gethsemane, he remembered me. What a great Savior we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, the second word I don't have time to explain. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. Just precious seed. That's the word of God. That's a there is power in the seed. There is life in the seed. As you and I began to share the gospel, we don't have to have show to the world our just excellency of wisdom, but rather just simply share the truth of God's word. The Bible says, according to scripture, the Son of Man came to this world and he was crucified, buried, and risen from the dead. And if anyone call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Simple truth. Amen. Don't make confusion, you know. 
Don't go argue with the people. Arguing with the unbelieving community is not going to save anybody else. Rather, you build a barrier against you and other people. Share the gospel. As you sow the seed, giving the word, water with tears. I often think about, you know, farming. I got interest in farming, some, uh, the college, you know, so you have to prepare the land. You know, have to just prepare the land. We have to pray prayerfully, Lord. Today, I'd like to share the gospel. You want me to do that, Lord. Pray. And just uh, ask God just to bring someone in your life. Pray, and the Lord may prepare their hearts. And just go and share the word. Then water with tears. Behold, someone come to know Christ. Sometimes people think, we are saved. We are not saving anybody else. We cannot save anybody else. The word of God saves people. The Holy Spirit is in work, but we are the means in which God is giving, communicating the gospel to other people. Amen. That's what the Lord Jesus said, go and preach. He never said, go and save people. We cannot save people. Sorry, sometimes people said, oh, I saved, but nobody can save anybody else, only Jesus Christ. But I, we need to save that, share that gospel and water with tears in time. That life is going to just come if someone gets saved. Friends, I was lost in sin. I had a religion, had good works. Nothing ever could just give forgiveness of my sin. I heard that gospel that Jesus Christ came to this world to seek and save which was lost. Amen. He went that cruel cross for my sin. He died for me. And he shed his blood and died. He was buried. Thank God, God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says, if anyone call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Maybe you might be sharing this gospel to your friends, maybe some family, maybe your neighbors. Why don't you watch with some tears? In time, let him bring the result. We cannot save, but faithfully give the gospel. Somebody said, I'm going to stop over here. Somebody said, the success of ministry is not how many souls you are won. The success of ministry is that how many seed you are planting. And how We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC's Connectedy. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.